0: Ethiopian Orthodox Church depiction of St. John the Apostle and Evangelist, circa 1540 CE. My dear children, the end is near. You have heard that the enemy of Christ is coming. And now many enemies of Christ are already here. So, we know that the end is near. These enemies were in our group, but they left us. They did not really belong with us. If they were really part of our group, they would have stayed with us. But they left. This shows that none of them really belonged with us you have the gift that the Holy One gave you. So, you all know the truth. Do you think I am writing this letter because you don't know the truth? No, I am writing because you do know the truth. And you know that no lie comes from the truth. So, who is the liar? It is the one who says Jesus is not the Messiah. Whoever says that is the enemy of Christ, the one who does not believe in the Father or in his Son. Whoever does not believe in the Son does not have the Father, but whoever accepts the Son has the Father too be sure that you continue to follow the teaching you heard from the beginning. If you do that, you will always be in the Son and in the Father. And this is what the Son promised us, eternal life. ERV. Throughout Christian history there have been churches, ministers, and individuals who have advanced certain persons as being the Antichrist, enemies of Christ and his followers. Attempting to identify a particular enemy comes from a theological disposition that believes an Antichrist is the first link in a chain of end-times events. Typically, a ruthless or dictatorial ruler, like Mussolini, Hitler, or Stalin, received the label of Antichrist. For some Protestants, the papacy continually gets set apart as being the Antichrist. Even recently, Pope Francis received the dubious title from a group of End Times Watchers because they claimed he allowed people to treat him as if he were Jesus, accepting worship and praise. Yet, the term Antichrist has not typically been used as a title for one enemy setting off a bomb of world ending trauma. The earliest church, following the teaching of the Apostle John, understood Antichrist not as an individual, but as a class of people who denied Jesus is the Christ. Indeed, John plainly said the Antichrist is anyone who forsakes the Father and the Son. What is so disturbing about John's talk of Antichrist is that these persons arise from within the Church, not outside of it. It has become much too vogue in some circles of Christian evangelicalism to identify and label enemies outside their small groups leading to a xenophobic attitude of distrust and finger-pointing toward all kinds of people. The fingers, however, must first be directed within our own house. It behooves us all to take up the instruction of John to let what we have heard from the beginning abide in us. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, then you too will abide in the Son and in the Father. We are to embrace basic core cardinal truth given us. Then we will not be deceived by some supposed enlightened teacher who detracts from Trinitarian theology. It is the last hour, But not because of some politician, tyrant, or even religious figure. It is the end times because Jesus has accomplished redemption for us, and the only event left is the return of Jesus to judge the living and the dead. Therefore, we must all live with the possibility and tension that it could be today. We are to be prepared. That preparation comes through proclaiming Jesus in all we say and do, not by obnoxiously ginning up fearmongering through pointing fingers at those we don't like. Rather, we emulate our Lord in the way of loving God and neighbor. When a person or group gets labeled by us as enemy or antichrist then our hate for them seems divinely justified and sanctioned. God, however, is the judge, not us. We are to follow the ethical instruction of Jesus to love our enemies, not curse them through slapping a moniker of monster, devil, animal, or some other non-human label on them. Weaponizing words in a verbal war which supposedly defends Christianity only shifts the focus off Jesus and onto how horrible another is. One of the great problems of our world, including many corners of Christianity, is that we assume we already know what another believes. So, we fail to listen. We cannot care as we ought because we've already formed our judgment. Greater than the moment someone attaches you to a philosophy or a movement, then they assign all the baggage and all the rest of the philosophy that goes with it to you. And when you want to have a conversation, they will assert that they already know everything important there is to know about you because of that association. And that's not the way to have a conversation. Greater than greater than Neil deGrasse Tyson. Within Christianity, there is much more we have in common with one another across the various traditions than that which is different. Yes, spiritual charlatans exist. Let's just make sure we have done our due diligence in listening to another and being curious before we form our opinions. Despite our differences, the exchange of ideas and debate among various Christian groups in the early centuries of the Church helped to clarify and form a sound Christology while it may be difficult to avoid labeling individuals in an increasingly complex society, we must act in good faith. Mighty God, You sent the Son to this earth to fulfill all Your good promises. Let me embrace Jesus so fully and completely that the truth of His reality comes pouring out of me in every area of my life. In His name I pray. Amen.